The Insurance Coffee House is hosted by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies, brokers, and insurtechs in the UK and across the United States, attracting and retaining the most successful leaders to your insurance business. To find out more, visit insurance-search.com. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and be inspired by the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House podcast. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Rachel Pollock, who is the Chief People Officer at QBE North America. Rachel joins me on the line from New York City today. Rachel, it's great to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Nick, and really delighted to be here. Rachel, great to have you on the show. Friday the 13th today, unlucky for some, but understand it's a rather more fortunate date for you and hopefully a good recording today for sure. Before we get into your career and your background, Rachel, and obviously we want to have a very in-depth conversation around QBE. We are in the insurance coffee house today. I know you were in London in and around Lloyd's last week. What's your go-to coffee of choice this morning? Am I allowed to tell you that I'm not a coffee lover? Am I going to start off on a really bad foot with that note, Nick? I actually love my tea, so English breakfast tea. I like coffee and ice cream, desserts. I'm happy with an espresso martini. I just don't drink coffee. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, tea, obviously, being based here in the UK, tea is very much acceptable as well. No problem at all. Rachel, it'd be great for our listeners to understand a little bit more about your career, your background, before we go on and talk more about UBE and the great work that you're doing there. So would you mind by sort of giving us a high-level overview of your career and what's led you into the role you have there now? My background's actually in transformation and change, and I spent the early parts of my career working for a number of different organizations from fast-moving consumer goods to banking, always in that kind of transformational and change space. Many on your podcast, Nick, say that they fell into insurance. Well, I'm happy to say I didn't fall into insurance. For me, coming from a change management background, I actually saw that the insurance industry was ripe for change and transformation. And so it was a deliberate choice for me to step into insurance. And it's been a pretty exciting place to be. I moved into QBE around 14 years ago and have really had the opportunity to hold a range of roles. It's been a great organization for me and I've been able to move around the globe in these roles. Obviously, I'm sitting here in New York City now, confusing people with my Australian accent. Yeah, that's right. But look, I took a career move into the HR function a number of years ago and held roles in culture. I headed up our global people function for our group corporate functions. And now I've moved over here to New York as our chief people officer for QBE North America. You say there that you didn't fall into insurance, and I think that's really interesting because obviously so many people do, and it's a best-kept secret for a lot of people within their career, and once they do find it, they never look back. What was it in particular, really, that you thought, you know, you could add a lot of value based on previous experience in FMCG? What was the value, and what could you see as the real opportunity there? Well, I've held a number of roles in banking and financial services as well. So insurance is kind of tangential to that and ripe for change in many ways. And, you know, I could see that coming through the industry. So a lot of skills that I thought I could bring into the insurance industry to help drive some of that change. And moving across from Australia to New York, where you're based now and heading up the whole people function, the whole HR function 
there for North America at QBE. How's that transition been? Do you find that any major differences either culturally or just within the business at all between what's happening there in Australia and then in North America? Yeah, that's a great question, Nick. And, you know, obvious cultural differences moving from Australia to the States. For me, it's actually not my first time here. I was actually out here in the States with QBE about eight years ago. So I've already got some experience working within the business. And my prior roles were also global. So QBE is headquartered globally in Sydney, but we run divisions across Australia Pacific. We've got an international division, which covers the UK, Europe and parts of Asia, and then North America here. So I'm used to being in global roles and used to working with the differences that a global organization needs to navigate to be successful. QBE North America, maybe you could give our listeners a bit more of an overview of particular business and how that sits within the wider QBE company. As I mentioned, QBE has three major divisions, and they're all roughly equal sizes, in fact. And so here in the States, we've got around 3,000 people. We are structured in three kind of major growth areas, being commercial, crop, and specialty. Interesting fact, we're actually the second largest crop insurer in North America. So slightly different business here in North America to other parts of the globe on that front as well. Really interesting and unique business here in the US when it comes to crop and how the crop business is structured. Thank you, Rachel. I think it's always really good for our listeners to be able to see not only the guest background, but also the business from which they're talking about when it comes to the issues that we're discussing. We've got a couple of interesting and important subjects to discuss through today. I know one of those is women in leadership, and that's a very important thing something that you're very passionate about and QBE is doing some great strides in and also the employee promise that you have there. Maybe if we could start with that, would you mind giving me an outline of what that is and what that entails there at QBE? Really happy to. And many organizations have been thinking about their EVP or their employee promise, as we like to call it. We haven't really had one until recently. And we asked ourselves, why do people want to come work with us? Why do they want to stay with us? That led us to ask our own people a lot of questions. And so we decided to take a really employee-centric approach to answering those questions. We held focus groups across the globe. We ran surveys and we really received an incredible response from our people. So what we now have is co-created employee value proposition that I think really clearly articulates why people would want to come and work for us and why they would stay with us. For us, it's around three major areas, and those areas are around being the right size. So QBE is a down-to-earth international insurer. It's not too big. It's not too small. So it's an area where people can come and make a real impact. The other piece for us is, you know, we are building momentum. It's our moment and it's yours too. We think we're here to achieve something significant and put our people at the center of our success. And so that's an important aspect of our employee promise here too. And the final element is the power of we. We're really proud of our people and our people thrive on the passion, the talent and the kindness of each other to work collaboratively together. I think that as a project, asking the employees, asking the team members themselves for their input into that. So it's not a top down command, really, of saying, right, this is what we believe in. This is what our EVP is actually asking those employees. Was there anything that came up that was surprising there? Were the leadership quite pleasantly surprised by some of those findings? What was surprising was around the consistency. I think, Nick, we talked about QBE being a global business, and this is a global 
statement around YQBE, which we think actually stands no matter what part of the business you're in. In terms of then using that information, how have you then found that when it comes to developing talent internally and then also using that then to attract talent into the organization as well? Yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Post-pandemic, the labor market has changed quite substantially. And, you know, in many areas, it's been a tight talent market. We're actually seeing incredible numbers of applications coming through now when we talk about talent attraction. I myself was recruiting for a HR business partner recently and had over 400 applications. So we are seeing a huge amount of movement in the industry. And I think our proposition around why QBE is really resonating. We've also got really strong levels of retention within the business. So our attrition rates are lower than industry average, which means people want to stay here. And it is our culture that is attracting people and retaining people. So important to develop leaders of the future and to attract people into the organization, but build that culture so people stay for a long time and they go on and achieve great things. I know obviously you're a very good case in point of that with the career progression that you've had within the organization. Moving on to women in leadership, I know it's a particularly good time to be talking about this with the announcement of Julie Wood as the new CEO at the business. Maybe if you could talk about this a little bit more in terms of what this means for QBE and also the leadership team in general there. Really happy to, and we are delighted to have had Julie Wood appointed as our first ever female CEO here in North America, which we're all really delighted about. We set ourselves some ambitions to have 40% of women in leadership by 2025, and uh, we are well on our way to achieve those targets probably early. For us, it's not just about diversity, it's also about inclusion, and one of our values is we are inclusive and we've got hashtags which accompany our values and for us the hashtag here is value all views. It's not just about diversity, it's also about inclusion for us and making sure we're building that and baking it into the culture. And has there been any specific initiatives in order to really help that, so to really enable women within certain parts of the business to be able to climb the career ladder there at QBE. And that's an incredible stat compared to a lot of other traditional insurance carriers, that 40% goal that you're looking to work towards. What are some of the initiatives or how have you gone about doing that? I think you've got to do a lot over many, many years. This is not a short-term kind of change. We've got a range of programs throughout the employee life cycle. So it starts with our interns and our campus programs. It works its way up through our you know, early careers, um, our mid-level leader programs. We do a lot in the space of talent and development. And you know, we're quite proud of our internal progression and then the internal development that we really try to foster within the organization. We've got programs, we were talking about the crop business earlier, we've got a women in agriculture program, which gets a huge amount of passion around. We've got employee networks to drive not just the women's agenda, but other employee network groups. I do think the point of inclusion is really important though, Nick. And for us, it's not just around kind of diversity. We're also holding ourselves to account and we have actually put in place a belonging target whereby we really want to make sure that we've got you know, less than 5% variation in people's sense of belonging, no matter what part of the business they come from or their gender, race, ethnicity, disability status and other dimensions. So for us, it's really driving that inclusive culture at the same time as the diversity element. And it's so good to see that being such a deliberate action there 
there are a lot of firms, a lot of at board level, really, it's an item that the board are trying to encourage and try and develop and have more women leaders. But sometimes it's hard to know where to start. And I'm sure as you continue to progress, having Julie as your CEO, you know, that's going to enable you to attract a lot more diverse candidates as well externally into leadership positions, knowing that there is a path right to the top of the business, open and accessible for all. So I think having those initial deliberate steps can then actually make the wheels and can make that process easier and you have a snowball effect. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of leading this from the top, four of our five board members are actually women. We probably need a bit more male diversity in our board. It does start at the top and, you know, needs to go throughout the business. Yeah, something that the uh, industry doesn't need, but four out of five, that's fantastic. Rachel brings us nicely on to the espresso round where the questions are short, sharp to the point. Now, I know you're not a coffee drinker, you're more of a tea drinker today, but are you ready for the espresso round? I'm ready for it, Nick. The espresso round. Rachel, what one recommendation would you have for senior leaders or executives coming in to interview there at QBE North America? For me, this is around authenticity. We want to know who you are, bring your best self to work, you know, share who you are and what makes you unique and special. And flipping things around slightly, the other HR leaders, the other HR executives grappling with trying to hire the very best talent. What piece of advice would you have for them if you had sort of one best practice for bringing in high-performing leaders? I think it relates to the last question around, you know, we want to see individuals for who they are and their unique contribution. So in order to see that, I think you've got to let people feel comfortable in the interview to bring their full selves to work. So we really want to have an honest conversation in the interview, make the candidate feel comfortable and go from there. I know you've got a very strong internal team there at QBE. When it comes to selecting external recruitment partners, search partners, or or recruitment organizations, what's the most important thing to you as an organization when working with a third-party vendor there? It's all about the partnership. So supplementing where we've got, you know, strength internally, but also bringing some unique skills that we may not have or, you know, industry knowledge in a specific or niche area and partnering with us to deliver. And technology, there's huge amounts going on in HR technology and AI automation, a lot within talent acquisition as well. I know you're a little bit away from this, but what are some of the tools, what are some of the technology that your team are using there to either to attract talent to the business or part of the onboarding and hiring process there? We've got a strategic partnership with Workday, who've been an amazing partner for us. And in fact, we're undertaking more transformation work with Workday next year to actually plug in more modules, connect them more, and use them as part of our talent strategy to go forward. So we're quite excited about the partnership, Nick. Do you use that on a global basis? We do. We run most of our HR processes globally and we utilize them as needed, but they've been a great partner for us. Final question, the espresso round, and this is not a short, sharp, to the point question. It's almost a bit of a tongue twister, actually. What's one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life? I would say love what you do. We spend so much of our time at work. You've got to be passionate about it. You've got to be fulfilled by what you do. I'm one of those unique people who really love my job. But when you love what you do and you put your passion into it, you'll normally shine. So. Yeah, love what you do. I think that's absolutely brilliant advice. 
big shout out at the moment actually to our listeners who are sort of thinking at the moment around opportunities maybe at the moment things not quite going as planned at work it can be a very difficult time so just be open to those opportunities and find that thing that you love doing and then go and do more and more of that and then excel at that and you normally find what you love doing you end up being really good at and what you're really good at you end up love doing as well so fantastic advice rachel can't believe it we're almost at the end of our session today before we go though do you have one piece of closing advice and if there are some listeners out there now who are sort of considering next opportunity, maybe considering a role at QBE, why would you say someone should consider working at QBE North America? Well, if you don't love what you do and you need to, give us a call to start with. We're always looking for talent, be it uh, experienced underwriters, be it uh, in technology, be it in our early talent segment. We're always looking for people. So give us a call. And we might help you invoke some of that passion so you love what you do. But look, if you're looking for somewhere to come and build momentum to achieve something significant, if you're looking for an insurer that's not too big nor too small so you can make an impact, and if you're looking for colleagues where you can thrive on passion, talent, and kindness, your QBE might be the right place for you. So give us a call. Absolutely. Rachel, Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the Insurance Coffee House. Big shout out actually yeah, to Julie Wood, the new CEO, former Insurance Coffee House guest from a couple of years ago. So great to hear the story. Great to see how many women are flourishing in leadership positions there at QBE. Great to hear about your personal career journey as well. So thank you very much for your time today. Awesome to speak to you, Nick. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time for another episode packed with insights and advice for senior leaders, C-suite executives, and ambitious insurance professionals. Stream all episodes at insurance-search.com.